1: On today's Saturday news, folks in AEW were pushing for one recently released WWE star to sign with them this summer. Edge has been removed from the SmackDown intro. Which match on this week's Dynamite had a lot
2: of like late changes and stuff. And huge matches have been added to Fastlane. Are you ready? Are you ready for the news time? My name is Phil Chambers, I'm joined by Gareth Morgan to talk all things wrestling news, but what have we got up first?
1: Well, first up, we gotta talk about the releases that happened over the last couple of weeks, everything that happened, and one of said releases, apparently, is somebody that people in AEW are quite interested in. A lot of talents have been actually pushing, or were pushing, to sign this star during summer. And that might be a bit confusing, because it's like, wait, was still under the WWE contract, how's that work? Well, said star was actually Shelton Benjamin, and according to for Select, People in AEW were like, yeah, actually, we should bring him in because at that time in summer, there were reports that obviously were proved to be false because he stayed throughout the summer. But there were reports there that said that his contract was going to be expiring. So people were like, well, if it's expiring, bring him to AEW because he's pretty damn awesome sheltered Benjamin, he probably fit in some ways. Just a good, a good mind for the business. So... People in AEW were very interested, and it's not really said whether that's been followed up on at this point, because, obviously, he's got a couple of months with his non-compete from... You kind of assume he's probably got the 90-day non-compete, like most people do when they do leave WWE or do get released, so it'll be a while. If he does eventually pop up in AEW, that could maybe happen. If it would, it'd probably be around maybe December time, if it was going to happen. But also, within this report... It was mentioned that AEW are looking to bring in a few more producers as well and the idea behind this is that they want to eventually be in a situation where they can have every producer that they've got only produce one match per show, if that makes sense. You've not got one person doing multiple matches and just having to juggle so many different things, it's just one person going in there and going, I'm producing this match, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be perfect, aha, and that's what they want to do maybe Shelton Benjamin could be somebody that they they could bring in to maybe be a talent and produce shows as well. We don't know. None of that's kind of confirmation. That's just speculation on my part. But yeah, people in AEW are very high on Mr. Benjamin and we're actually pushing for him to be signed in summer. I am
2: well up for this. If (laughs) Shelton Benjamin heads over to AEW for whatever role it is, whether it's a backstage producer role, whether it's going to be um, ...on screen, on matches, on anything... Uh, ...I wish only the best for him, John Benjamin... ...because he's amazing... ...he is so incredibly good... Uh, ...and has never... ...in sort of... the ...recent sort of WWE runs he's had... ...he's never really been able to take off properly... ...they've had like stop-start pushes... ...never quite got there... ...which is really annoying... Um, ...but he's a lovely chap... ...he's also a fan of world culture... ...so you know of course you're going to like him... Um, ...and yeah we only wish the best for him... ...so hopefully he gets picked up... ...because he's a super super talented guy... Um, and go back and watch more Shelton Benjamin stuff. He's been incredible for a really, really long time. <laughs> it's insane. Ain't no stopping him, no. There it is. Uh, but moving over uh, to WWE. Well, it's still in WWE, sort of. Um, great segue. Well done, Phil. Uh, <laughs> Edge has been removed from the SmackDown intro. I'm very tired. Um, it's <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no way.
2: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the intro be- video at the beginning of SmackDown, Edge has officially been taken out of that. Uh, he's also... Like this, we've been removed from the internal roster after he was removed and then put on again, but now he's removed again, so he's definitely off now. Uh, and he's also said before in the past, about a month ago, that his contract is up at the end of September, which is, let me check now. Um, so he is free to sign elsewhere uh, as of tomorrow. What's happening tomorrow? It's AW Wrestle Dream! Uh, so is this the final step of WWE removing everything to do with Edge before he signs with AEW? He has said in the past that uh, uh, WWE have offered him a contract extension. Uh, so that is there if he wants it. Um, but he's obviously, I guess, not signed it yet because WWE are removing him from video packages. Uh, so it's an interesting one. But is Edge heading to Wrestle
1: Dream tomorrow? Well, there's no down in the comments below. So you're saying on this day, you see clearly that Edge is going to be all elite. Is that what what you're saying? That is exactly what you're saying. That is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, not much more to add to that. He's, He's disappeared. He's been erased from WWE. His contract is now very much up. There's a lot that could happen in wrestling, you just don't know. He might you might pop up at WrestleDream, He might pop up on Raw, you just don't know of this kind of stuff. But I'm fascinated by it, I'm intrigued by it, I'm sure everyone else is watching this video and they just want to see what happens with the Reddit R Superstar in the next couple of days, so we'll see. We'll see what happens, I'm excited. And speaking of things that I was excited about as I was watching them, that's how you do a segue, Phil. Yeah. I was excited about a three-way match that happened on Dynamite. It was obviously Nick Jackson going up against Claudio Casignoli and Brian Cage. It was just absolute insanity, chaos, and just big meaty men and flippy men just banging into each other. I loved it. It was great. But what you may not have realized, and this is all according to Dave Meltzer in his latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, is that this match was only made official and only really, like, said to be actually happening 90 minutes before the show, like... Started so that's that's quite last minute really because you got to actually like think what you're gonna do in the match and all These other things make sure you've got your gear all that kind of stuff But it only got made official 90 minutes before and um, just there was a lot to this. This is just the, talking about how injuries kind of affected this week's show and um, Just before we kind of go back into the Nick Jackson stuff and all that kind of like this this three-way There was also a note in this particular part of the observer that said that A big part of the show changing was John Moxley. He wasn't cleared. He wasn't backstage, obviously, after his his concussion uh, in the the Grand Slam edition of Dynamite. Uh, It was also noted how Ray Phoenix, who obviously won the international championship, he was also hurt during that cannonball spot that hurt Moxley. So that's, that's, I, I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that, so that's. New information on my part, I may just be an idiot, It may be out there, but I didn't know that. So, that. so that was a big thing. But and initially, because of that injury, he hurt his back doing that cannonball thing. That match that he eventually had on Dynamite against Jeff Jarrett, that wasn't going to be a part of the plan. That wasn't happening. But he went to Dynamite, he did a bit of physical therapy, he did like an in-ring workout, and Doc Samson just went, you know what, you look fine, you seem fine, let's have a match, so, like you can do your thing against Jarrett. And they went, okay, we'll book that match. And then, also, amidst all this, like, changing last-minute stuff. They booked this three-way, and, it, well, it was Tony Khan went up to Nick Jackson and he said, hey, dude, you fancy doing this this three-way match tonight? And whoever wins the match is going to be going up against Ray Fenix next week on the fourth anniversary show, and just think of all the good stuff that happened there. He said that, and he went, Ugh. yeah i'll do it but i've not got any gear because the original plan was Nick jackson was just going to be like his brother's kind of like valet on the way to his four-way match and he was just going to be involved in the post match he wasn't set to wrestle at that dynamite so he was like i'm gonna have to get gear from somewhere so the quote was he found stuff he took stuff from that was stowed away in the bins to create an improvised outfit so i don't know if they were like costume bins or just the garbage he was just yeah just nick jackson going through garbage to get his, his trousers and uh, i think he had black shoes on i did think he looked a bit odd watching it i was a bit like oh it's a bit of a kind of like understated young bucks outfit but yeah it turns out he just got what was nearest to him and threw it on and then went and had a hell of a match and booked his place in that intern- international championship match against ray phoenix the rematch of the classic dynamite encounter that the bear had all those like years ago at this point so it all works out for the best but there's a lot of changes yeah that match is gonna be amazing but uh it's
2: it's i thought it was like the the like number one rule of wrestling is you always take your gear no matter what because you never know what's gonna happen like come on nick you've been doing this for a long time you should know this by now have your gear just in case surely um but yeah mad to think <laughs> last minute changes and just uh, God, what do we do? I don't know. There's this, That'll do. And then it works out being like an amazing show. And it was really, really good fun.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, let's just throw a young book in there. Claudio Cassignol and Brian Cage. Yeah, they'll figure oh, it out. Yes, bad. they did. <laughs> it is like, Mad. Who knew? Um, but yeah,
2: madness. Good stuff, though. <laughs> From all of it all involved. Uh, for the last minute things and uh, being able to pull it off in the end. the whole all very talented people, let's say. Yeah. Uh, but okay. speaking of matches... There's, there's your segue, that, that'll do. Looking in. <laughs> more matches have been added to Fastlane hey, on Smackdown last night. So there was a sort of st- uh, show-long storyline thing, <laughs> of the bloodline attacking people to try and stop them from being John Cena's partner. Um, and then at the end of the show, they started beating down John Cena again, just like they did last week. But this week, LA Knight was able to come out and save yeah. Cena. Uh, and then he signed the contract at the end, and it is going to be LA Knight and John Cena taking on the Bloodline, uh, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sikoa, at uh, Fastlane. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. But also, uh, the Street Profits came out to attack Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio after their match to sort of curry favor and impress uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, so that's going to be a thing as well. And then Charlotte Flair uh, challenged Io Sky after she beat Bailey. And then uh Damage Control were gonna attack Charlotte. A lot of attacking going on. Um <laughs> they were gonna attack Charlotte after the match and then Asuka came out to save Charlotte and then Bailey kind of accepted a triple threat match on EOS Guy's behalf. So the fast lane card is looking like the last man standing match between uh, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio for the World Heavyweight Championship.
1: I don't think Rey is in that one. I'd be fascinated to see it. But yeah, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. That's... <laughs> I'd love to see it, to be honest. So I'm kind of gutted that we're not now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Women's
2: Championship match is Io Sky against Asuka and Charlotte Blair in a triple threat match. Uh, we've got the John Cena and LA Knight versus Solis Cora and Jimmy Uso. And we've got Rey Mysterio, there he is, uh, and Santos Escobar. Uh, and well, the rest of the LWO. Versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits in a sort of 6 band tag situation thing going on. So Fastlane's shaping up to be a fun little card.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit more optimistic about this one than, than Payback. Payback didn't seem quite as like, oh, wow, there's, there's could be some sleeper hits on this card. Whereas Fastlane just, yeah, it's got that like John Cena star power. A few of the matches I'm quite invested in. Kind of gutted that we're not going to get an eye for an eye like, rematch now, Phil. So thanks for that. But... We'll see what happens. I mean, the, I, I don't know. WWE have had a pretty awesome run of pay-per-views, but the last couple have just been a bit of uh, a hit and miss. Some things have been awesome, some things a bit a bit meh. So hopefully we get more awesome, less meh, and just the double whammy of having Wrestle Dream. Well, we've got NXT tonight, yeah. Wrestle Dream tomorrow, Fastlane next week. You just you just got wrestling. Well, whatever wrestling you want, you got it. It's coming at you. It's coming at your ears. It's great. It is indeed. And that is it for today. Make sure
2: you click this video to continue your YouTube journey and follow us over on Twitter. You can follow me at Fill My Chambers and you can follow Gareth. At GMorgan04. Uh subscribe to the channel. Go watch our wrestling podcast channel, which has just launched on always mm-hmm. coming up. I,
0: I'm gonna go lie down. Have yourself you do, you do a bloody good day. <sighs>